Hi, everybody. This is Jenny G. Perry, and welcome to Goddess and Gab. I want to introduce my guest, Karen, who she's, uh, we just started chatting before this call, and she is so yummy. I can't wait for you guys to meet her. So, Karen, please tell us about you. You are so amazing just looking at, your, um, at all your stuff, so please tell them. Okay. Well, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Karen Newman, and Jenny, I've been watching you for several years. Uh, we've met via Facebook, which I think is amazing that it brings so many people together, and I've gotten to see you, you know, grow and, and expand, and it's always really fun, and you're so energetic, and I, I get a lot of energy from just, like, watching you and listening to you, so thank you for that. But um, my name is Karen Newman. I'm an American woman who lives actually in the Netherlands. I've been living here since the year 2000, right before uh, 2001, which you know had a big change in the country. But I came over here for professional reasons, and I loved it and decided to stay. And in that time, I've really been able to have the luxury of, of seeing the world and you know experiencing so many different things. And on a personal side, my big, uh, and my big goal is always to become a better person, to grow as much as I can, to experience things. And that's just basically who I am and what, I, <laughs> what I'm doing. I work in the nutrition world. I work for a, a fitness magazine. So on that way, it's, it's really fun. It keeps you, um, keeps you busy with, you know, taking care of yourself and that type of thing. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. So yeah, tell me about that then. Well, um, I was working in, in the U.S. for a sport nutrition company. And then after a period of time, we were bought by a Dutch company. So I came over to Holland. And um, when I got here, uh, I was able to, it's been nice to be sort of the American that has the experience of working in the U.S. So when other companies are looking for someone to fill a spot. They mainly have one spot, but I'm generally right for it. So it's giving me a lot of opportunities. And as the, you know, as I changed and got older and, and got more into sort of holistic things, I was able to, you know, also start explore, uh, exploring more my spiritual side. Because when you start, say, becoming vegetarian and trying to, you know, live a more holistic life, one thing leads to another thing. And so I've been also, I'm a Hindu, so I... Uh, you know, being out of the U.S., I was able to really pursue sort of my Hindu um, beliefs because there was a much bigger Hindu population here. So I was able to go to temple and, and learn and, and study and do things like that. So I, I've just had a, I've had a sort of 16-year uh, pilgrimage that didn't have me sort of where I was really blank and I didn't have, you know, to sort of fit in, in into any norms because I was in a completely different place and a completely different culture. So I, I was very much able to just be whoever I wanted to be and to really try to be just myself and to find out what that was. And that's been really my journey is just to try to be as true to myself as I can. And, you know, in that period of time, I've, uh, in, in my whole life, I've always just sort of wanted to understand, you know, who I was and my place in the universe and, and it's, it's always been a, just a constant inner journey and looking and, and trying to figure that out. And so that's what I've been busy with. Well, that, you know what, I think that's super sport fascinating. To, because, yeah, from sport nutrition to introspection. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's, but you know what, though, I find that really fascinating because really when I think about it, like I live in a small town and I definitely do not fit in at times. Um, during this election season, it was really obvious 
uh, to me, but other times it's very obvious where I'm very outspoken, I'm very opinionated, but I, not in a negative way where I, I try to see all viewpoints. I always have. Um, but I can understand, like, it's kind of like you got to be this explorer on an adventure yeah. instead of feeling like, you know, so much of our lives is run by this automatic machine of, you know, I remember in my 20s, Literally, I remember whenever I was going to go somewhere, I would think about the way I was going to be, like the way my appearance was going to appear to other people. And then liberating myself in my 30s with my last pregnancy, I remember wearing this skin tight dress where, you know, you, I don't like you, I was like, you know, baby pregnant, like just like first three months. So it was like not as obvious. Right. But I remember I let my hair be wild and I had on red lipstick and I looked in the mirror and I had that little voice come up that was just like, oh, that's too much. And I was like, screw that. Like, I don't listen to that voice anymore. And I had not heard it in such a long time. But we really do have these cultural norms that stop us from doing so many things. I mean, you know, what we even post on social media, what we write about. I mean, I hear that all the time from people that they're, um, they don't, they don't want to be judged. I mean, that's really what the greatest fear is there is that yeah. they're afraid to be judged. But I, you know, the, the Hindu thing really fascinates me because I remember learning about um, Hinduism in world cultures in my senior year of high school. And then as an adult, just, you know, being aware of the gods and the goddesses. And it was just so interesting coming from Catholicism with what I was raised in, being aware of my Jewish friends and family. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that those kind of, uh, you know, cultures that were so deep rooted, fascinated so how did you, were, were you born Hindu or how did that come about? Well, no, I wasn't, but I was, bo I was born with the idea that I wanted to know God. That, you know, some people have big drives. I was, a, I was a dancer and a singer and an actress, but no drive in my life has ever been more than just wanting to sort of know God and have that spiritual connection. And, and it's gone through many phases and many transitions my whole life. But that's truly been everything I've always been about. I always thought maybe I'd end up being a nun or, or something like that because I really just would rather be doing that. And um, so w when I was young, I, we were Christian, but we weren't churchgoers. Um, but I was, you know, I was so very much interested in my connection. And I was talking to... God as a small child, I, I really sort of would sit down and have like a conversation and, and really just ask questions. And there was a moment where I went and got the Bible. We had this big, big Bible in our, in our closet. And I, and I was like, you know, I thought God lived in the Bible. So I, I thought, you know, what, what is it that I need to know? And I, and I really sort of looked up and I said, what is it I'm supposed to know? And I was little because I, I, I could read, but I was really, really young. I would say I was seven or eight. And I opened up the Bible to just the first page. I just had this you know, impulse to open the Bible. And I looked down, and the verse I saw, it said, it was 1 John 4.20, and it said, if a man says he loves God, but he hates his neighbor, he is a liar. For how can he love God that he has not seen and hate his neighbor who he has seen? And I heard in my head that is all you need to know and so i really closed the bible i and, and i remember and i could find it i could find that verse because there was a picture it was a big one of those big big bibles and there was a picture of john um in the bible 
And I remember that. And I would find that verse and I would read it. And I believed that. And I thought, I want to know God. And if I want to know God, I can't hate anyone because mm-hmm. God is love. So I made the connection very early. So my measuring stick for everything was, is this love or not love? Is this me mm-hmm. loving someone or is this me disliking them? And I didn't want to be a liar because I really wanted to know God. So that became sort of my measuring stick. And as I went through my life, I explored Christianity. But there was so much fear and guilt and things that were associated with it. When I first started really exploring things, I was told, oh, that's the devil. You know, the devil's going to get you. And I, I had this, you know, I was thinking to myself, how can I be being chased by the devil when all I want is God? It didn't make right. sense to me. So I met some people, these Indian people, and um, actually they were Sikh, and they, they didn't have this guilt. They didn't have this fear associated with God. There wasn't a devil with a pitchfork chasing them. So when I really started to you know, explore that, I, I really, it just resonated with me. And when I really started to embrace that, I lost all my fear. And when I lost all the fear, I was really free. I was really, really free. So, you know, as my, as my beliefs changed and grew, I came to understand that there, you know, there's only one God, of course. I knew that already. But, but in Hinduism, God is represented by whatever form resonates with you. So it could be nature. It could be um, water. It can be the universe that people say. It can be angels. It doesn't matter because there's only one God. But it's the aspect that, that resonates with you, whatever you need to learn, whatever you need to, you know, whatever you can find all with. That is God. If nature makes you in awe, then that is God. So whatever makes you in awe, that you can just for that moment appreciate the grandness of, of you know, love, which is the embodiment of love, then that, that is what God is for you. For me, that became Ganesha. And I just love Ganesha. He's fat and he's cute. And <laughs> he, represents, <laughs> he represents seeing things from the broadest perspective and truly understanding the workings of things. He represents oneness, which I, which is really about you know knowing that that we're all connected. And and like we were talking about before the show started, right now it's really hard a little bit to realize the connection we have and the and the you know how do you find that again and walk in that when divisiveness is is just been the, you know, the soup of the day for the last year and a half. So, but it, it's really, really understanding our nature that, that, it, that it isn't a question of, you know, finding oneness. We are one. There's no question about it. It's, it's the understanding of that and, and, and knowing that in every moment we are one and there's nothing that's happening outside of you. It's, it's all you. It's all part of you. It's a hard thing to think of when you're feeling sad, but in some ways you can just realize that, you know, we are eternal. We are, we are always, and this is just a blip in, in the experience of being. So we don't have to really get too, too upset about it. There's a great uh, verse in, um, uh, uh, the, the book that's that has escaping my name. Uh, my it's what is the book? Marianne Williamson is always teaching it. 
and and I can't think of it right now. The Course in Miracles. The Thank Course you. in Miracles. Yeah. The Course in Miracles. Thank you. And and there's a wonderful uh, verse in the very first part of the book, and it says that nothing that is real can be threatened, and nothing that is not real um, exists. So mm. we are what's real. Our eternal nature. Our our beings and, and all the other stuff is really not real. It's just a passion play. It's just an experience. But we have many oh my experiences, you know? Yes. And and I'm just like I'm sitting here nodding like um I, I love when I find another soul sister where I'm like, Yep, okay, well I was meant to know her because everything that you were saying I completely can resonate with because as a small child, I don't know what it's like to be anybody else but in my own experience. Yeah. But to know God was super important to me and try to be a good girl where I would go to the convent with the nuns. And if I could just pray hard enough, I could protect myself from bad things happening. I would say like repetitive prayers and I would really seek to know Mary more than Jesus right. because there was this fear that was associated with Jesus. And, but then once, as I got to be an adult, the Jesus I knew was not the Jesus that they were teaching me about. And mm. remember like as a child being like, there's no devil underneath the cement here in the church parking lot. Like that's just a lie. And I don't believe in hell. And I wouldn't tell people that because I just knew God to be something that like they just had not understood. And so then there were other years where I tried to be a good Christian. I, you know, it's been an epic journey for me. But when I started reading Dr. Wayne Dyer, I was like, this is what I know to be true. And finally somebody's articulated it and that made me bad because I felt like a bad person because I wished I could just never question anything. I could just be a sheep would just make it so much easier. Cause I wanted to be that good girl and, um, and studying Ganesh, you know, and, and the, the, uh, removing of obstacles. I totally resonate with that. Totally resonate. Mm. Um, and so it just, everything that you said, I'm just like, yes. And if we can take this feeling of today where I was definitely triggered by my fears of rights being taken away, and then there was other people that were being triggered by fears, which is why they voted for Donald Trump. And so while we can feel like we're on different sides right now, what it is, is it's like now this is the call where like the shadow is coming up to heal and to see what is your fear about and, and your fears of safety and all that. That's all root chakra stuff that needs to be healed. So it's like, you know, more so what connects us is love. More, that's there, always, that there, is the connection. Yeah, that is exactly. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I all want to have good lives. We all just want to have good lives. That's really what it comes down to. You know, this whole thing with the, with the shadow coming up to be healed and, you know, that's part of us as well. And I mean, it, it, it is an important part of it. And we as a nation, you know, like I said to you earlier, we're always happy to take credit for the things that go well. We're, we're not so happy to take credit for the things that don't go well, but all of it is for our, potential growth and some people get it and some people don't but individually it's it's our own it's our own journey but you know there is a group of people that never were were had a voice regardless of that voice is ugly and the vitriol that is seething anger they have not had a voice they have not been addressed directly their needs have not been met you know if you look at the people who and, and I'm talking about the ones that that are, are spreading a lot of the anger and the hate and things, that anger comes from somewhere. It's a deep-rooted uh-huh. deep in fear. So why are they afraid? Because they have a lot of times nothing. They've had no opportunity. They haven't had the education. You know, there are people that have had, but in, in, in some way, all of us have let part of the world down. 
we've 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 dropped the ball in a way. If if that wasn't the case, this wouldn't be happening. So our opportunity is to embrace them. I'm not saying that you have to run up and hug people, though it wouldn't be such a bad idea. I know, seriously, I needed a hug this morning for sure. But at the same time, you know, the people that are your who who will stand in front of us and 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 you know say some really really very terrible things sometimes those are the ones that they need to have the most healing um you know they need to they need the most healing and it's it's a it's a it's a challenge for for anything and that is you know that that is the stuff that uh you know the avatars of love can walk in but but if we really want to be that we have to try and walk in it as well it's it's too easy to to fall into the name calling back and defensiveness you don't have to defend your love. I always say, if your God isn't big enough to encompass anything, your God isn't big enough. There is oh, no duality. You know, there's no right and there's no wrong. It's, it's all part of it all. It's all part of everything. You have to embrace it all. You have to be able to choose your, how you walk and choose how you experience things. So in, in, in the outfouring, or the, in the, in the, that's a Dutch word, if in the, putting it out. It's a big challenge, but that's why we're here. We're here to learn to do that. So we are being given a really good opportunity to start doing that now. I, I totally agree. And I forgot to make this point about you saying about the one God thing is that I seriously tell people God is like ice cream and it just depends on what flavor you like. And I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. And that is my truth. And, and that's why I'm always okay with whatever the way somebody worships, as long as they don't try to project any fear on me because if there's any fear that's projected on, upon me I'm always like okay we're, this isn't a great conversation for us to have because they're they want to hold on to their flavor and and that not acknowledge that any other flavor is is okay and I'm like you know what if that's the way you want to roll that's fine but no I agree with you in that this is a time like for me I told you you know before we had the call that it sounds so corny and so like almost like that I'm I don't know, like I'm inflating myself or something, but that's not the way I mean it. This is like my core truth, not from my ego, but from my spirit. But I feel like in a time like this, it was like God, you know, my spirit says it's time for you to rise. And so it was time for me to lead. When this morning, honestly, like our our time zones got mixed up and at 10 a.m., I was like, I don't want to let Karen down. I respect her time, but I can't really have a conscious conversation with her because I'm in my hurt right now. And I literally had to just, watch Hillary Clinton's speech, cry, let my little girl, it was really inner girl hurt, this little girl within me who was bullied as a little kid, like that's how I felt was coming up to heal. And then I recorded a very raw video where I said, like, I stand with you, like all of you who are afraid of your rights being taken away. And also I stand with you Trump supporters, like we're all one and I love you. And I don't want anybody to feel left out. That's too much of of that going on. And I agree with you, like this says something about those people that wanted they wanted to change the game. They wanted to change the system. And I'm, tr- and I'm going to try to understand with an open mind where they're coming from. And I'm going to try to make it a point where, where I'm coming from in that, you know, I'm a white woman. So I don't, I'm not, I'm married to a man, but I don't want my cousins and, you know, friends to have those rights taken away. So it's really like everybody should get the rights. Like oh, we all get the rights. Yeah. We all get the freedom. That's what I, that's what I stand for. That's my truth. And I'm going to really be, um, I'm just going to take this as a call to action for me big time. It it is a call to action. It's a call to stand up. I think that, you know, if you look, well, 
when, when I was a kid, I had, you know, any, any person who's had any kind of, uh, mistreatment. I was, I was, I had an experience with a businessman once where, you know, it was very demeaning to be talked down to, to be really treated like you have no value, you know, that, and you realize that it, what, it, it has nothing to do. And I think the guy that was on uh, uh, CNN and that made that speech that was so beautiful about what did he tell his children, you know, that if you do everything the right way, here can come someone who has. I, I saw that. That was, was powerful. So because it, you know, I had a situation where I was in a, a business meeting and I was presenting something and I was younger and I was presenting something and I really wanted to uh, make an impact. I wanted to do a good job for my company. And it was, you know, it was a challenge. I was talking to someone, you know, on a Trump level kind of idea. And we had this conversation and after a few minutes, he literally lunged at me. And, and I thought, what is happening here? And so my thing was, I just needed to get out of there. And of course, I had to go back and tell my boss. And, you know, I was just basically removed from the, from the uh, project. So mm. it didn't, you know, and in that moment, you think, you know, it doesn't matter how good I was at what I was doing, if I was doing it right. This person had no intention of acknowledging me as person. It's very demeaning. So, you know, did I go after him? Did I become litigious? No. But I guarantee you that if he was going to be running for office, I would, I would stand up because it happened, mm -hmm. you know, but, so, but that happens to women all the time. And every day, happen, you know, we, you know, we have the chance to start talking to our daughters about the possibility of these things, you know, happening these, you know, we, we can empower them to know that that's not the way it goes. They only have to know, you know, I didn't know what to do in that that uh, situation because it was so kind of very accepted and the person who that was my boss said oh that's terrible that happened you don't ever have to go back there he protected me in that way but it wasn't you know it wasn't like you're, you're you know you're worth more than that there wasn't that power talk that you can give to people that power that you could give them and that is really our challenge now everything that happens in any kind of election or any kind of situation it's generational we won't know the effects of this election for at least 10 years. We won't know until the next wave of people starts voting and our children start voting and what ideas they have. But we have all of this time between now and then to empower them and to teach them. So when they have the opportunity to make a, ch a change, they can also start making changes. They do it because they have the power. No one needs to give you your power. You have to have your power. But I think that's what's happening with women, especially with some of the nice things like on Facebook and people joining together is we're realizing it for the first time. You know, uh -huh. it's not a bad thing that Hillary lost. It would have been a bad thing if she didn't run at all. We did get further, you know. I, I, I thousand percent agree with you. And that's, that's something where as hard as it was, like I started sobbing when mm. she said to the little girls out there, like that you can be anything like, I could start crying again because you do like, you know, how many of us, I remember literally asking my dad a couple of years ago, like, like you're talking 10 years ago. Do you think that we'll ever see, you know, a black president or a female president and which would you see first? And he was almost like, well, I think you'll see a black man president first. I think that's what he said. And, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, it just wasn't even on the table and now it's on the table. So we have to celebrate that as much as, yeah. you know, I, my heart broke for her because I just saw like, 
you know, as an empath, I can tap into anybody if I really want to. And um, I could feel like all those years of service and how that kind of feeling of that, like, I still couldn't get over that. Like, you know, I definitely woke up and in, in my, in my God's honest truth, I woke up this morning feeling like um, I was watching an eighties movie and the drunk frat boy actually got the girl. That's the kind of energy, you know, in my silliness, the only way I could equate it. Um, but I feel like there was this awakening that happened within women that happened from yesterday into today, where it's like, I'm not really sure what happened. My sons who are uh, two of my sons who are nine and six, we're like, what do you mean? What do you mean that happened? I don't understand. They are really not understanding how a man that has done certain things and spoken about certain you know, people that he could be elected president. And so this is a conversation that we have to have with them about, you know, um, maybe on the other side on, you know, their frustration. And, the, mm-hmm. and honestly, you know, some of the Trump supporters, they just want to keep their families safe. So it's not like right. they're the big bad boogeyman. No. So they just saw a strong man. And listen, wise, strong, powerful women are very polarizing and always have been. And that's mm-hmm. something that men need to get over that. Like, seriously. I, well, I, you've got to teach your voice. You think the boys exactly. have to grow up that way. You know, the, the thing that I had a realization, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and it, it, it kind of got me more uh, socially, uh, you know, involved in more social programs. I, I think what you do is amazing because you empower women. I think there's a lot of things that women spend a lot of times in that, that don't really help them, you know? And, and, and I, and I said to myself a few years ago, I really want to do something that really makes a big difference. You know, whether it's bringing water to people, what, you know, I want to do something that makes a difference. And, but I also had the realization that, you know, sometimes what we do, we never see the result of it. But we do create that ripple. We do create that change. We may not see it, but what, what she said, a fight, you fight is because it's a good fight. You go for it because it's the right thing to do. It does have an effect. We are not seeing the results of that right now. But, but the day after, people are joining together. You know, that is going to be the effect. When, when they started building the wall of China, not to talk about walls, but the guy that conceived of that wall, I assume it was a man, <laughs> never saw the wall. That wall was yeah. built for a thousand years, but every mm-hmm. person that contributed contributed to it. And it's still mm-hmm. standing. So yeah. we are any cause we take up that's really the good fight that you want to fight, whether it was for gay rights or for women's voting or for you know whatever it is we're doing, we may not see the result of it, but we've got to We've got we've to move forward with it. We've got to believe that we're doing the action because it's the right thing to do. And we're doing it for the future. We're doing it for the children. Hopefully we'll see it. But it exactly. can't change the resolve. It can't change the resolve. No, we have to be the light. We have to be the light. Like I, after I purged my feelings, I knew that I needed to disconnect from Facebook and everybody else's sorrow about it because everybody gets to grieve in their own time. Yeah. And I have friends that are freaking the hell out that are in a lot of panic. And so I need to, I need to get really super clear and connected. I have like every crystal I can put all my, I have like rose quartz in my bra, you know, stitching in my ears. I'm, I'm tripping in crystals. And so I know that I'm going to read Gab, a chapter in Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back so that I fill my soul with the right medicine today, with the right food. And I, and I'm very deliberate about the way I am tapping into the energy because if you want to tap into fear right now, you can tap into fear. 
if you want to tap into your own connection to source, which you know is the most important and nourishing thing, do that. But I, as we wrap up the call, because Karen, I'm like, I'm now in love with you, and I want to be on your show if you'll have me. Oh, and I'm like, that. okay, I made another best friend, because that's really, you and I talked about, like, having a show. Like, I do love connections with soul sisters. It's actually one of the most important things to me. And actually, one of the things I had to overcome as a coach, because I had this limiting belief that was I would rather make a friend than a sale, which is just silly. But, you know, when you're on a self-exploration, you're brave enough to look at your own limiting beliefs and where that comes from. And um, that was, you know, that wanting to be liked person, that people pleaser within me that I had to heal. Um, but I get to, you know, have as a job where I get to coach people, but I get to connect with people, you know, on my podcast. And I'm like, it's like too much fun. It's really like, it really is too much fun for me. Um, but I want you to just let them know how they can know more about you and what you have to offer. Well, I have a radio show. It's called, um, funnily enough, About Oneness. It's on Tuesday nights. It's on the um, Pyramid One Network and the Enlightenment Evolution Network. Um, and that Enlightenment Evolution Network is on Blog Talk Radio. And the Pyramid One Network is Pyramid One Network. And my show is every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Um, EST. And I have people like you on and I invite people that I just find interesting who are doing something, you know, that is promoting the unity of people and empowering them and, you know, having, having wonderful, um, yeah, wonderful experiences in their life and creating them. So that's what my show is. If you want to uh, send me a message, you can send me a message at K Newman, which is, um, Newman is N E U M A N N. So it's K Newman two three eight at gmail.com. And you can send me an email if you'd like. I love that. And do you have a website for me to send them to? Or? I do. It's, it's, it's being redesigned right now, but it's about oneness.com. And, and so they can go there, but they may have to wait a little bit because it's being redesigned at the moment. So. Okay. That's awesome. Well, you got to let me know when your um, when your website's up and running so that I can celebrate with you. Cause it's so funny. Like it might not seem like that important to people um, websites, but they, they hold energy. And so when you redo your um, website, it's like you have a new intention. It's almost like a housewarming party. So yeah. I want to celebrate your website with you. And uh, oh, my little my little one was very good right now. And now she came to me with nail polish because she wants me to paint her nails because my kids have five days off from school. So it's kind of like, you know, I had to get my shit together energetically today anyway, <laughs> because mm -hmm. mommy was like, you know, out of source. But this was so empowering. And um, thank you for doing all this good in the world. Um, we need more people like you. And I'm so glad we got to chat today. This was super fun for me. And I'm just like, where have you been all my life, girl? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, we'll talk soon and we'll have a, we'll make a schedule for you to be on my show, but it was wonderful talking to you. And I, and I really, like I said, I, I appreciate all the work you're doing, just empowering women and, you know, just standing up and saying, here I am and love me because I am worth it. So it's very Oh, good. thank you so much. And so everybody stay tuned for the next episode of Goddess and Gab. And I hope you have an amazing day wherever you're at.